Hey, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, it's a very simple message. You've done it and we, we haven't. And what you've done, I pray that we would know. And those who think they know it, I pray that they would know what they know. That you have you died for us, you rose again for us. It is personal and it is also corporate body of gathered believers. Uh, let, us, let us live with no fear, whether we're at church, whether we're at work or at school. I pray that you would empower us with that, uh, to walk boldly uh, in your name, to walk in a ferocious way and also in a humble way. We humble ourselves at your feet, knowing that we haven't done it. Any strength we have is from you. I pray that for myself. I pray it for these brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all. Y'all have a seat. Take your Bible. If you have your Bible, you can turn to 1 John. 1 John is not John. It would be in the back. 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. In just a moment, I'm going to read verses 1 through 13. But before I do that, uh, talk a little bit. We have been in a series over the fall that we just call Renew. uh, That God can renew anyone, uh, any group, uh, in a moment. It's not by us, it's by His power. And we've been going through Romans 12. So today we're at the last verse, which is a very simple verse. Romans 12. Uh, And I do encourage y'all to read over Romans 12 or memorize it. Um, I memorized it over a summer sabbatical. It uh, had a deep impact on my life. I think it's the way a Christian should live. And I think it gives uh, some steps, some simple steps. But the last verse, Romans 12, verse 21. Let's put that up on screen. Simple. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. So as I began to think about that verse this week, meditate upon it, I keyed in on that word conquer, conquer. And that led me to think about another verse, uh, which many of you probably know, which is a famous verse, which is a verse uh, that we love, is Romans 8, 37. Let's put that up there. It says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors uh, through him who loved us. Uh, I like that verse, love that verse, because, hey, we're more than conquerors. It says you're more than conquerors, but not through us, by him uh, who loved us us. But I kept on thinking, or the Lord led me to think about that word conquer. Uh, And I like that word too. I think we do because the idea of conquering uh, something. And I was like, well, what is to conquer? To conquer. And to conquer is, well, it's to conquer something that has power over us. It has power over us. It's that simple. So let's read... uh, 1 John 5, which also talks about conquering. And then we're going to talk about uh, some things that can have power over us. 1 John 5, and I'm just going to read verse 1 through 13. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of Him. This is how we know that we love God's children. When we love God and obey his commands. For this is what love for God is. To keep his commands. And his commands are not a burden. Because everyone who has been born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that has conquered the world. Our faith. 
Who is the one who conquers the world, but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Jesus Christ. He is the one who came by water and blood, not by water only, but by water and by blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three are in agreement. If we accept human testimony, God's testimony is greater because it is God's testimony that he has given about his son. The one who believes in the son of God has this testimony within himself. The one who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony God has given about his son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. The one who has the son has life. The one who does not have the son does not have life. I've written these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Uh, So as we close this series and renew, think about conquering. Uh, Next week we're starting a couple weeks on purpose, then we're moving into Advent. But today to close, do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. Romans 8, 21 You are more than conquerors through him who loved us. But how are we conquerors? What are we conquering? So conquering is to conquer something that has power over us. In biblical times, armies would march forth and conquer a city because that city would be like a stronghold that had some power over the region. Uh, Today, I think of conquering uh, something that has power over us. I think of, quite honestly, a team, okay? And uh, God, God love you uh, Roll Tide fans, but often we'll think of like, man, I mean, seriously, like Alabama has power over us, okay? Like we can't conquer. I mean, that's why, that's why you know, a couple years ago when you beat Alabama two years straight, you're like, man, okay, which some teams will do, Amen. Amen. Okay. You're like we conquered. I mean, you feel. You mean you do feel like we we've conquered something. Okay. I mean, just something that has power over us, and like, man, we got it. But whether it's in biblical times or in a sporting arena, for all times and all people, we want to conquer fear. Fear. Something you're afraid of. Conquer a fear. So I want to talk today, I'd like to talk to three different people, types of people in this group. I want to talk to unbelievers here, and there are unbelievers. I know it. I want to talk to believers who have not been baptized. There are those here. And I want to talk to believers who have been baptized, and they're here too. And all of them have fear, and they're different fears, but some fears God put on my heart that those three types of people have. For the unbeliever, there is the fear of, it's up to me. Everything is up to me. I'm going to tell you why that's a fear in just a minute. For the believer who's not been baptized, there's the fear of, I'm not good enough. I'm just just really not good enough. And then for the believer who has been baptized, there is the fear that they might lose it. I'm talking to lose your salvation. Never say that, and we definitely don't believe that, but it's how you live. And I see how you live. You might lose 
your salvation. Let's start with the unbeliever. The fear I would love for God to conquer or for you to let God conquer, and then you would become a Christian, actually, is the fear of it is up to me. My life is up to me. And you live, and a lot of our culture inundates us with a, a yes I can, a can do attitude. And I love that. I mean, we're good Americans. Pick yourself up by the bootstraps. We're good Southerners. We're going to do it. And let me just tell you, that works against sometimes the gospel good news that it's not up to us. The fear of unbeliever is it's up to you. So let's take, and some of you have achieved um, great success in life. So let's take a successful person, okay? I don't know, business, medical, legal, art, you know. You're successful. You're crushing it. You're killing it. You are successful. I mean, you're just, just rocking it, man. And then at a point, you don't, or you won't. And some of you are like, man, I'm always going to be, no, you won't. (laughs) There is no human being ever, ever, even even God who became Jesus, Garden of Gethsemane. He was not, I mean, he had, you know, they all wandered off and one betrayed him. He was not crushing, he was not killing, he died a horrible death, okay? You're succeeding, you're doing great, and then at a point, you won't, or you don't. And maybe this is in finance, money, you know, business. Uh, maybe it's in relationships. Maybe it's in marriage. Maybe it's kids. One strays. One, maybe kid, you know, learning challenges, special needs. Nothing you did. Um, maybe it's, it's marriage. Maybe it's seven deadly sins, you know, lust, envy. Greed, but at a point you don't. Or at a point there's a cancer diagnosis. Or at a point you just die, to be quite honest. You die. We die. You're not crushing it when you die, right? So what do you do then? Some of us will say, and I've said this, it's still up to me. And, and we're fearful. That's why this fear is the fear of it's up to me. It's all up to me. It's like, no, I am going to succeed. I am going to keep crushing. I'll figure it out. I know I'm in the dumps now. I'm, I'm going to sort this out. I'm going to make it work somehow, some way. I can do this. I've always been successful. I've always, come on, this is my track record. I'm going to do it. We're afraid. Sometimes we may not act afraid, and sometimes we may not even feel afraid, but it's a fear of it. It's all up to me. i got to do it i got to do it. And that is, whether you're a Christian or not, that is an unbeliever mentality that we're all prone to. But definitely, if you're not a Christian, you got it. So what's the answer? The answer is what I just read. The answer is not my opinion. The answer is in Scripture. It says, let's read verse 1 through 5 again. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him. This is how we know that we love God's children, when we love God and obey his commands. For this is what the love for God is, to keep his commands, and his commands are not a burden. Because everyone who has been born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that has conquered the world, 
our faith. Who is the one who conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? What that right there is saying is, it's not up to us. Praise God. Uh, if it were up to us, we would, uh, we would fail. We would continually fail. And we would fail in eternity. But it's not up to us. It says here, the one who's been born of God, we talked about this in the children's time, I don't know if you're listening or not, conquers the world, a new birth. The victory, we love that word, that conquers the world, is our faith. It is simple belief. And who is the one who conquers the world? It's not me, it's not you, it's not any, it is the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, because he conquers, has conquered the world, and he's conquered sin, he's conquered Satan, and he's conquered death. So, if that's your fear, then uh, I hope you listen to that passage, and I hope you open your heart for the Spirit to speak to you. And you may walk up here, you know, you may say, you may never say it's not up to me, but you may walk up, the life you live is, it's up to me. It's not. God's done it. Now, the fear for uh, the believer, because some of y'all, or hopefully many of y'all, believe. Pointed to the belief, like, I believe. This I believe, we sang about. I believe that Jesus did it. But you haven't been baptized, okay? And there's a fear here. For these folks, or these types of folks, there is this fear, because this was me too at one point, of, well, I'm not good enough, okay? Like, yes, I believe, so I'm good, I know Jesus, you're organizing, planning my mansion in the sky, I can't wait to, and I believe, I'm good, but I can't, I mean, I'm not good enough to, like, be a witness for you. I mean, I'm, I'm really, it's not, not me, I can't, can't do that. And that's, that's a fear, and I would say this, a baptism, you know, we're having, we've got five baptisms planned if they, you know, don't, I don't know, freak out or something. Five baptisms planned. And it's one of the greatest witnesses, just coming forward and being baptized. Saying in their action, you know, this I believe. I'm giving my life to Christ. They might not vocalize, let me say it, they, but they've all said it because I've talked to them in their mind, and in their heart. What does this passage say, though, about that? It says, verse 6 through 8, just continue down. Jesus Christ, he is the one who came by water and by blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify. I think it's interesting. Three that testify. The Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, the water, and the blood. The blood saves us. I mean, I'm not a big blood fan. You know, I'm just not. But the Bible talks about blood over and over. You're saved by the blood of Christ. But then they had water here too. Uh, and it's not the water of birth. And that kind of freaks me out as well. But this is the water of new birth. This water. Did you hear that? Love that sound. Water. Just even that is just refreshing. Water. It consi- you ever, anybody love to swim here? I love to swim. Only, yeah, we love to swim. Jump in, the, jump in a lake, the ocean. I mean, it just consumes you. Think about that. Why don't we get back? It's consuming. This is a, a, it is a symbol. God consumes you. You're surrounded. You're, you're in it. 
And so the water is this witness. But then it says in the passage that the Spirit is working. So we believe that baptism is not just a symbol, but it is a supernatural act. Uh, Not by my words that I'm saying, not by even the people who are getting baptized, but the Holy Spirit is something is happening that is part mystery, that that is supernatural, that and, and I know this happening because when we've had baptism service before, some people haven't been baptized. The Holy Spirit, like, gets in on them, and they eventually talk and say, you know, I think I want to be baptized. And I didn't, I didn't ask that individual person, nobody else, you know, I, even moms and dads. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I feel let, that's supernatural. That's Holy Spirit. And so there's this fear of, I believe, but I really can't be a good witness. Baptism is one of the greatest witnesses. And we say, you know, you don't have to be. I want to make clear on this. You know, baptism doesn't make you a Christian. That belief in your heart already has. So that's why I say those who believe but not yet baptized. But we do encourage baptism. Why? Well, Jesus did it. And if anybody didn't need baptism, it was Jesus, right? And yet he was baptized. And he then said, go and baptize. That was a direct command. Go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name, as I will say, of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, let me tell you a little story that happened this weekend for me. I was, love that sound. And uh, I was moved over the last couple of days. And I talked to my wife Friday night. I said, you know, I'm really moved, get this, I'm really moved to be baptized this morning. And I've been baptized before. It's like, I'm real, I think God's saying that, like, like, get in this water, and you, me, be baptized, okay? It's like, why are you doing that? It's like, well, man, I mean, I just, I, you know, I feel it for these people, y'all, and I love y'all, like I really do. And I always sense, like, there's this, there's this vulnerability in them that they want to hide. Like, you don't want to walk up and be spontaneously baptized. You don't want to get your nice clothes wet, and I'm not saying... Maybe you're not wearing nice clothes. Maybe you're great clothes. But it's like, what would it say if I just walked up and like, I want to get baptized today? Well, then others might say or think, well, man, they're jacked up. <laughs> or they might say, glad this is finally happening. Or, you know, what is this? What's going on here? And I was just like, I said, you know, I'm, I want to do it because I want to be an example. I love you all so much. I want to like shake you and like, man, just, just jump in. <laughs> It's okay. Get over the fear of not being good enough. Get over the fear of being vulnerable. Get over the fear of just being honest. And like, man, the God's moving me. And I don't, I don't want to wait till January or when I don't want to. Now, I'm not getting baptized today. And I did think as like, yes, because I have been baptized. And the, going to scripture... You know, the one baptism does it. I mean, it's clear. Now, now I've rebaptized folks before. I'll just say that. But the one, and I, and I remember the water pouring down, and I remember me saying mentally, God, my life is yours now. And it's good. But I want to tell you, that's where my heart was leading. And it was an emotion because I love y'all. And I was like, man, I'll do it. If it would wake somebody up, I'll jump in there right now. You know, ruin my shoes and, you know, and come out and finish the sermon. And, you know, I would. You're like, why don't you do it? Well, the Bible says don't, honestly. Been baptized once. And that wasn't like my, when I was a baby. 
Last thing, and honestly, I think this could be, well, most important. I want to talk to the believers here who have been baptized. So you're like, you're good. I, you know, I, I went up there or I, I got baptized. I'm good. And to conquer the fear of losing it. Now, we say, we, you know, because the Bible says you can't lose your salvation, you know, it's, it's done. It's why I'm not getting rebaptized because, well, what example would that set? And you're saved and you're saved. But how you live. Sometimes we live like we're afraid to lose it. You're like, I don't live that way. Yes, you do. Sometimes. Because you live like, well, I got to prove it, man. I mean, okay, I've had the moment. I'm a Christian. I've been baptized. But, oh, man, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm still not good enough. And I got I to gotta go back and I got to, you know, do the list of this is good, uh, godly, uh, Christian, uh, biblical things. And I, I still got to prove to maybe my church or maybe my pastor or maybe my elders or, or maybe my family or, you know, maybe my small group. Or, I mean, I got to, I got to, still got to look the part. And so often we live like we don't know. Let me read uh, the last part of this passage. Because this is talking exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Verse 9. If we accept human testimony, God's testimony is greater. Because it is God's testimony that he has given about his son. The one who believes in the son of God has this testimony within himself. You've got God's story in you, working in you. That's what the Bible says, not me. The one who does not believe God has made him a liar, God a liar, because he has not believed in the testimony God has given about his son. And this is the testimony about his son. And this is the testimony God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son, Jesus Christ. The one who has the son, Jesus, has life, period. The one who does not have the Son of God does not have life, period. I have written these things to you who believe. Did you catch that? Not unbelievers here. I've written these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Do you, let me just say it like this. Do you believe and not know? Do you need to know what you know? I'll give you an example of this. I want to put a painting up on screen. I'm not going to paint it right now. Put that painting. This is, uh, can we minimize that any or not? Can we? No? No? Okay. Huh? No? Okay. Well, don't worry about it. So we're not going to see that. I mean, it's Van Gogh's Starry Night. So you could Google it on your phone. Not now. Van Gogh's Starry Night. I saw it this week, and it was actually presented by a Christian brother. said the same thing. So that thing sticking up pointing is a church, okay? Uh, no, actually, that's not a church. That's a big tree. But anyway, Van Gogh's Starry Night is a night across a city, okay? And there's yellow dots throughout the city and the night, and it's called Starry Night. But Van Gogh was trying to make a point, and that yellow represented God. And in the middle of a city is there's this church. And you know the only thing in the painting that has no yellow in it? Is the church. And so he was saying God's everywhere except the church. And I say this to you because often we're like, yes, I mean, believe God's everywhere. 
But the Christians in the church, I'll say me too, are not living with joy and light. And the real joy and light comes from knowing. Knowing. Have eternal life. Knowing. There's nothing to prove. Uh, knowing, man, I'm crushing it now, but there'll be a day that I won't crush it. But you know what? God's already crushed everything for me. Knowing that, man, I can be vulnerable. I can be honest. Knowing, man, can you just believe God did this work? Can you believe I'm a Christian? I mean, knowing, like it's all going to work out. Knowing, not just that God's got this, God's in all this. But there is joy and light. And I, I do. I mean, not just here, but everywhere. I see Christians walking around. Or those who say they believe and who have been baptized, so I believe they're Christian, and there's no joy and light. And I see sometimes the church, there's just no, like, we get fired up. and all the, Yeah, God is out there. But biblically, the presence of God is made most manifest or revealed inside his church. This church, and I'm not talking about like, like some Christians coming together, that's true, but like in a church body gathering. That's why it's so important to be present, to be part of a body, and there's light and there's real joy. So I just say this to close. Uh, who are you? Or rather this, what fear do you have that you're going to let God conquer? And you're like, well, I got this. Well, all those fears could be broken up in those three, really. Like the fear of, hey, it's up to me. I mean, I got to crush it in uh, sports, youth. Uh, I got to crush it in grades. I got to crush it in business. Oh, I, I got to work on my marriage. And, and there's this fear. It's all up to us to let God conquer it, to receive the gift of Christ. And that doesn't mean don't work hard. I'm not saying that. But you do have this knowledge and this joy of like, man, God, God, is, God is all in this. The fear of, man, I'm not good enough. I can't, God's not going to use me. And God, God uses, God can use anybody, everybody. Anybody can be a leader for Christ. And then the fear of, man, I'm going to lose it. But I never say that, and I don't really think that, but I do act that way. Not me, but others. Like, I've got to prove myself. It's done. Jesus said it. It's finished. Put Romans 8.37 back up there, please. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. How, how though, is that true? Because some of us love to, like, throw that verse. We're more, how is that true? I think it's true. By 1 John 5, verse 13. I've written these things to us. He's written these things to us who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know, you may know, you have eternal life. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I just pray these brothers and sisters would know. I pray uh, orphans in here would know. Uh, I pray that they would allow you, and in allowing, just release and let go. And your Holy Spirit conquers the fear of the fears of, man, just all up to us, not good enough, and going to lose it. And we just know the fact and live and live in that, in that, in that yellow of the painting of, of you, God, which is light and joy. That's what I want for this church. It happens through you and what you've done. In your name we pray. Amen.